In today's episode, we're speaking to Jennifer Streaks. Jennifer is a senior personal finance reporter and a spokesperson for the personal finance vertical at Business Insider. She started a career covering personal finance at Black Enterprise Magazine, went on to CNBC, where she covered personal finance, women and money and tech, and then Forbes, where she reported on personal finance, business tech, money matters related to economy, investing, credit, and entrepreneurship. Let's speak to Jennifer find out how she changed her life by changing her mindset let's find out and if you want to upgrade your money mindset then click on the link and watch my free training money mindset with girl Khan podcast will help you to break free from your limiting beliefs reverse your money shame and blast through your money blocks so that you can live a life of unlimited abundance In this podcast, we will talk about energy tools and mindset strategies that will help you to understand and change your relationship with money, whether you're in a job, profession, or working on your passion. Change your relationship with money to change your life. I'm your host, Gul Khan. Let's get started. Welcome, welcome. This is Gul Khan, your money mindset expert. And today I have the pleasure and the honor of speaking to Jennifer Streaks. Welcome, Jennifer. Hi there. How are you? I am doing brilliantly. And I'm super, super excited to be speaking to Jennifer. Jennifer, everyone's heard your intro. They know how fabulous you are. But please, in your own words, tell everybody what it is that you do. I am the senior personal finance reporter for Insider. And in that role, I cover credit, debt, investing, retirement, basically how to put you on track when it comes to making better use of your money. Wonderful, wonderful. So Jennifer, talk us through your journey. I know you have quite an interesting journey yourself. Talk us through how did you end up coming to doing, you know, working for the insider, getting to this part? Yeah, I mean, that is an interesting journey. I was in corporate governance and compliance, working for big investment companies like, let's say, for instance, like like Mason. Mm-hmm. And uh, after, you know, the mortgage industry just crashed, just fell apart. I had so many people coming to me asking me questions about, well, how do I get my finances back on track? How do I buy a home the right way? Um, and also having an MBA, you know, from Johns Hopkins was very helpful. Uh, people looked at me as a resource mm. in that regard. And so I started, you know, talking and writing about credit card debt, getting out of debt, saving money having a rainy day fund, an emergency fund. And it went from there. I started writing for uh, the Huffington Post. Then next, I was uh, with Black Enterprise for a while, actually, as a contributor, uh, because there were so many uh, people in the minority community that were just decimated when, you know, the housing market crashed. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, exactly. And so it was really important to me that people who look like me had access to real financial resources that could help them get back on their feet. Hmm. And then after um, Black Enterprise, I then moved on to CNBC, where it was still money, credit, debt, but also some tech and investing thrown in. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also now I'm at Insider. Right. So that's been quite a journey. And it seems like it's the universe has sort of led you to this part mm-hmm. naturally, organically. It wasn't a well sought out plan. It was just universe's plan and you got to be to be here where you are. So let's talk about that. Now let's talk about you know minorities. 
you, mm-hmm. And I know the field that you're in. I know that there's a lot, been a lot of improvement and movement over the last 20 years, but we are both brand women and we do face a lot of discrimination, especially when you come into the financial, you know, financial world. Um, I come from a legal world, so I'm talking about the, from the legal perspective, but it's, it's very similar in the financial world. Mm-hmm. Let alone the fact that we're women. <laughs> there's very few, right. few far women in, in the industry. Uh, but to be, a, you know, to be a woman of color and to be able to hold your own for such a long time, because you have been in these in these really prominent roles for quite some time and to become an expert naturally through your experience and learning and so forth. So I'm not negating your ability and your, you know, your, your powerful your training. But mm-hmm. even with that, we, you know, we, let's be real in the practical world. When you go out there as a brown woman, you have to have some certain kind of character to be able to hold your own and to be able to command the respect that's Definitely. required for people to listen to what you have to say. So let's let's unpack that. How did you work on your mindset? How did you not let that be an issue? How did you not let the, oh, you know, am I good enough? Am I going to be equal to, let alone the men, but also, you know, white women you know, so forth. Mm-hmm. And even though as much as we say that that's not an issue, I find that somewhere subconsciously it always is. And we are always, that's why I think brown women of color, brown, we tend to be overachieved. We try harder when we study. We try harder when we, you know, work, you know, in, in working environment, I found brown women tend to work harder generally because they Definitely. feel like they have something to prove, right? Because I, I, I deserve to be here because I'm so amazing. Not because <laughs> I am amazing. And that's why I'm here. Right. It's the, the other end. So talk us through that. I would like to unpack that from, you know, from mm-hmm. your, from your perspective. I think that I've been so successful in this journey because I am my authentic self Mm. and I am really where I'm supposed to be. You said something earlier about the universe has brought you down this path. And that is so true. Mm. Uh, When I was in my, you know, former life, you know, it was like, it was, I was doing the work, but it wasn't anything that I enjoyed. I just did it because I was supposed to do it. I was on this path. I was getting paid. That's it. But then when the doors started opening to where I'm really supposed to be, Mm. that's when I'm like, you know, I actually like what I'm doing. I like the impact that I can see that Mm. I'm having when I'm talking to people, when I'm interviewing people, when I'm being interviewed and I see that light bulb go off in their head and it just spurs me to keep going. And so I think because I'm standing where I'm supposed to be, I don't have imposter syndrome. I don't have, do I feel good enough? Because I know this is where I'm supposed to be. And so because of that, it's something that comes naturally to me. Mm. Uh, People respect my voice because what I'm saying is important. But like I said, it's also authentic and accurate. And uh, I just, I'm supposed, I'm where I'm supposed to be. And I'm happy. That's the thing too. A lot of times you're in these positions um, and I think that's why COVID was so the spark that so many people needed to get up and mm-hmm. do something different, you know, but you don't even realize that you're just going through the motions. Monday just turns into Tuesday. Tuesday just sort of turns into Wednesday. And the next thing you know, it's the weekend and you're right back to Monday doing it all over again. I don't want a life like that. I, I have no interest in that. I want to be doing something that I think matters. That is who I am. And gets me out of bed in the morning. And that is this. And, you know, I know what it is to be in a job and, you know, you're not happy and you're like, oh my gosh, I've got to get up and go to work again tomorrow. I'm like, you know, <laughs> at some point for me anyway, you get to a point, an age, whatever in your life. I'm like, you know, I don't want a life like that. I don't want 20 more years of that. 
No. So, you know, I'm happy that the universe heard me. <laughs> the universe had a better plan than I could ever think of for myself. And here I am. I'm glad you said that because there are so many people, I think especially when you hit your mid-40s or, or early 40s, somewhere around the 40s, I think, hence mm-hmm. the midlife crisis, I call it. I don't think it's crisis. I think it's awakening call for most people, exactly. men and women alike. And you, we've been in this corporate craze for, for many of us, at least a good part of 15 to 20 years by then. And the there is no satisfaction, even though we may have progressed to the career, you know, the career ladder, um, but we at sacrifice of our health, family, relationships, maybe depending on the on, on how far up the career ladder you're on, how you know how much money you're making in the corporate world, there mm-hmm. is an element of sacrifice that's required. And I think it's a different kind of sacrifice compared to when you have an entrepreneurial mind and entrepreneurship, because that's the different because you, then you still I mean I, I do work long hours, but I work around my children. So I never sacrifice my time with my kids. I just sacrifice my social time with so-called friends, but I'm okay with, <laughs> you know, be socializing with my with my online space. So mm-hmm. I think it's important to recognize that, you know, a lot of people may have this, uh, this urge that you did, but I think you are, you're taking this very lightly. It's not an easy decision to let go of that mm-hmm. corporate. So, so for want of a better word, security, and I don't think there's any such mm-hmm. thing as security in a job, but it's, it's what we pro- we're programmed, especially as people of ethnic minorities, we are told, okay, get, you know, get education, get a job, yes. get a get job. job, get the job, yes. yeah. stay in your job. Yeah. Exactly. That is true. And, and you, and you even see it when someone says, oh, I got this new job or I got promoted and their hand clap, claps and attaboys and, you know, a thousand mm-hmm. likes. But someone says, oh, I started my business and it's crickets. Literally, 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 literally crickets. Oh, you might get one like because we have we've been so programmed to think that that job security, your retirement, your health care. But we have to think about other avenues to end up in the same place. You know, if the goal is financial security, financial stability. Okay, that's the goal. There's more than one way to get there. 100%. And that's what what we have. That's how we have to start thinking because it's not advantageous. You're not doing yourself a favor sitting in a job you can't stand for 20 years. And you retire and now you're what, 60 something years old. Now I'm going to enjoy life. Absolutely not. Absolutely. That's not for me. That is not for me. I want to enjoy life now. You know, and it also is an impact and people don't, we don't talk about this enough. It also has an emotional impact on you too. Your job, what you do for a living, how you earn income takes up so much of your life, hours in the day, days in the week, you know, it, it has an effect on your emotional wellness too. And so you're sitting here like, and you'll hear people say, I'm at work hearing brain cells die or I'm at work just, you know, I'm uh, surfing on the internet or whatever. And you're just, you're not being productive, not at work and not at, not for your life, you know? And I've seen people whose eyes have just lit up because you're like, Oh, I started my own thing. I, you know, I was afraid to do it, but I got laid off during COVID or I decided to leave during COVID and now I've got my own thing. And whatever it might be. And I'm, I'm, I'm su- they're surprised themselves. They're shocked. They're like, oh, and I'm making money. I'm covering my rent. I can't even believe this. I don't know what I was doing before. I mean, you know, and I'm so happy for them. And I'm not, I don't have any problem with the corporate, oh, no. the corporate you know, world. No problem. If that's where you want to be, that's fine. But if you feel trapped there, 
If that's not really what you want to do, if your mind is saying, I would love to do this other thing, definitely try it. Hmm. Definitely, because if it's on your heart, if it's in your mind, that means you want it. You want it. You're just afraid to take that first step. I hope you are enjoying today's episode. If you want to learn more about my mindset strategies and energy tools to help you change your money mindset, then please register for my Abundance Mindset Makeover Workshop by visiting www.abundancemindsetmakeover.com. See you inside the workshop. Exactly. And this is the, the point. A lot of people hesitate on taking that initial action, the first step, or even acknowledging to themselves, yeah, but, you know, I, I would love to have my own thing. I'd love to have my own business. Correct. I'd love to do this. And I would love to do that. But, you know, I've got bills to pay. I've got financial responsibilities. Right, exactly. And that's the excuse they all use. And I always say, you you know, it doesn't matter what it is you want. There's always a way out. Everything's figureoutable. So, yes, you may need to have a game plan for another, you know, two years to three years, but it is possible. So mm-hmm. you, you just need to figure out a way. You know, it may be an exit plan, which is five years, two years, three years. But then at least, you know, you're, you're working towards something. You, can, you know, you can, you've got something to really hold on to, to get you through those mundane day-to-day tasks. Correct. Now, let's talk about the other, other um, elephant in the room. And which is, is there a glass ceiling? Do you feel that there is a glass ceiling in the corporate world? Which I think when it comes to business, I think we can shatter the glass ceiling a lot quicker than we can in the corporate world. Mm-hmm. As women and as women of color, there's two different things, but both as women and women of color, there I found that there was a glass ceiling. It may not be as so much nowadays, but I thought there was a, definitely a glass ceiling um, even as far back as the last 15 years. And oh, whereas in your business, it isn't. So let's talk about that. Yeah, there is definitely a glass ceiling. I mean, like you said, there's a reduction now because there's a need for women. There's a need for people of color. You know, you see all of these um, diversity and inclusion uh, positions that are all over the place because now they want that. But yeah, like 10 years ago, you know, you would go to the C-suite and there might be one woman. Mm. There'd be nobody of color. Yeah. you know, so yeah, in your own business, you can go as high as you want. You can make as much money as you want. It's all based on your sweat equity, which mm-hmm. is great. Yeah. Uh, so I think that's definitely the difference there. And I think also that's what people are realizing. It's like, I am putting out all this work to build somebody else's dream. Why not put this effort into my dream? Exactly. hundred percent. Yes. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, we work so hard and I think if you enjoy something, you work, you work extra hard and that's when, it, and, and it's not necessarily that we enjoy every task when we have a business, there's parts of our business that we don't enjoy doing. So hopefully in the early mm-hmm. days we do it, then as we grow, as we grow and we develop, we cannot outsource those to other people. But initially there may be aspects to your business that you don't enjoy it so much, but there's a reason why you're doing it and you have an outcome in mind with I'm, I am my own boss. I can work around my days. I can do one of my biggest freedoms that I think money has given me or working for myself has given me money's come after is mm-hmm. the freedom to work around my children. If my child mm-hmm. is sick, if my child is ill, if my child has school play, you know, whatever, whatever's required, or dentist appointment, doctor's appointment, whatever. I'm I don't have to ask anybody. I'm able to right. dictate my hours myself. I may have had to do extra hours, long hours in the evening on the weekend to compensate for the work that I wasn't able to do at that time. But I I had the the freedom, the flexibility to 
make sure my timetable works around my children, not the other way around. And, and plus, you can do that. You're doing it for yourself. You're doing it as you want to do it. And you're seeing the benefit and the profits from that. You could be the vice president of anything, but it's still somebody else's company. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? And oftentimes I found in the corporate world, they give you those titles for a to reason to keep you there. What do you call it? What do they call it? Golden handcuffs. Yeah. You know, when you have your own thing, you could probably surpass your own salary and you're your own boss. Yeah. Like you said, you don't have to ask anyone for time off. You don't have to say, can I come in a little later? I've got a doctor's appointment or my kid has a doctor's appointment. None of that, no. you know? So, and we saw this after COVID too. So many women left the workforce just in droves, whether it was a necessity or a desire. And they still, everyone still has, all the women still have not come back yet. Mm. And I don't think that, you know, that's going to be the case. So what do you think was your biggest hesitation moving from the corporate world to working independently for yourself and what's been the biggest um, advantage? So the drawback and the advantage. I think that I'm doing both because I still work for Insider. I'm still your senior personal finance reporter, but then I still also have my own brand and my own name. So I get the best of both worlds. And, uh, you know, so I think that that's the best thing for me right now, because in being that I'm with Insider, I still have that level of reach that I want, you know, and also in building my brand, it's still advantageous in continuing to build my brand. So for me, it's the best of both worlds. Wonderful. Okay. Mm-hmm. And what would you advise somebody who's listening to this right now and say, okay, it's okay for you, Jennifer, you know, you are self-assured and you sound really confident and, you know, you've been able to go out there and create this new, you know, image for yourself, this new, you know, carve up this niche for yourself. I don't think I have your confidence. Oh, I don't think I have the ability or I don't think I am, you know, I, I'm confident enough to be able to create mm-hmm. a business of my own. Um, so what would you say to someone like that who's, who's doubting themselves? You know, they, they'd probably be amazing what they do, but they just doubt yeah, themselves. Yeah, they shouldn't. No one, when, no matter where you see someone, it could be at the top of the heap. They didn't start there. Okay. <laughs> Everybody had to start somewhere. Bill Gates had to start somewhere. You understand what I'm saying? And so, you know, that doubt, that self-doubt, oh, that voice in your head, it just, it gets to all of us at some point. But you just got to do it. Take that leap of faith, pray on it, um, put one foot in front of the other and build it day by day. Every day you should do something. If you have a dream that's outside of what you're doing now, every day do something that takes you one step closer to your dream. You don't have to do it all today. That's another thing too. People think I have to have everything before I launch or before yeah. I you know, do this. I got to have everything in place right now. No, you don't. You can do something, just a little piece, a piece at a time, you know, every day to take you closer. Do you have to quit your job right now and start your business? Not at all. I would not. And financially, I wouldn't advise that. Okay. You work your job. You work your dream part time. You have an exit strategy. You can't just get up and go. That's irresponsible. Especially with families. You have to have an exit strategy. I always talk about the exit strategy. strategy. Until your dream can become full time. Hmm. And the more that you work on it, the further along you get, you will build that confidence because you will be learning your craft. So you'll become stronger and more knowledgeable in your craft. And that's where the confidence comes from. It's not something that's automatic 
it's based in the knowledge that you know what you're doing. 100%. I I love what you said because it's not, you know, fake until you make it. It's actually building that confidence from actually doing something. I think that's something that Alex Hamonzi says as well, that he says that you need to not have this false pretense of under, you know, having, I can do this and I'm so brilliant. You get that confidence from actually doing the tasks, from actually taking those actions. And little by little, you begin to build in the self-confidence, which then shows up for your clients. I think mm-hmm. this is this is actually the thing you're saying, you know, as you are working on your exit strategy, you build up the confidence that you can run this business on the side. And actually, if you can run it on the side, they can run it as main, mainstream. And you can use it to support your family financially, you know, right. be a man or woman alike. Yeah, wonderful. So in summary, what would you say to someone who's listening to you right now and thinks, Jennifer, you're amazing, but I don't know if I have it in me to do this or, you know, my family will, oh, let's talk about this in the last bit. My family will not support me. I, you know, I, you know, my family, and this is a, this is a big thing that I think we need to really accept. Mm-hmm. I think people of color, you know, ethnic minorities tend to come from families and we have, we have more of this ingrained ideology that you know, work hard, get a job, work hard, get a job, get good grades. And I don't deny education. I'm, I'm on the, I'm on the yeah. you know, you know I, I really advocate education. I, I really am for it. But we also, you know, this idea that get a good job, get a good job. You know, are you mad? Are you crazy? The matter yes, of- you're going to leave that job. You're making all that money, your financial security. Mm-hmm. The first, you have to recognize that you cannot live your life for your family. People of color, minorities, we get a lot of pressure and expectation from our families and what we're supposed to do and what you got to do for the family, for the family. You cannot live your life for anybody but you. Mm-hmm. Right now, my family would love for me to be in South Carolina. My life and my career is not in South Carolina. It's, it's in New York. So that's where I am. Okay. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so that's what you, so that's what you have to do. You have to, you know, I, re, you know, I respect you, love you, families, all of that, but I can't live my life for you. And especially not to my detriment, I'm not going to miss out on my dreams or my goals for my life based on somebody who doesn't have to live it. Mm-mm. 100%. 100%. All right. On that note, we're going to wrap up. And Jennifer, tell us, where can we find you on the internet? How can we connect with you? Well, on Instagram, I am at jstreaks. Twitter, I'm at jstreaks. Um, I'm on LinkedIn as Jennifer Streaks. And of course, you can go to insider.com slash personal finance and all of my articles and everything is there, is there as well. Wonderful. So if you're listening to us in the podcast, the links for Jennifer will be in the show notes. And if you're watching on YouTube, then down below in the description section, we will have the links to. She is one kick-ass lady and a fabulous person to learn from. So do check her out and see how she can help you and help motivate you to move on to your, your ideal career path. But thank you so much for coming and joining us with us, uh, Jennifer, today. We have to have you come back and talk to us on Money Talkies. But for today, thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. It was really nice. And thank you for listening to me and Jennifer today. I will be back with another amazing guest finding out how they changed their life by changing their mindset. Until the next time we meet, this is Girl Khan signing off. Take care and bye for now. If you want to learn more about my energy tools and mindset strategies, then please visit my website, 
www.gulkhan.com. And if you want to take part in our five-day abundance mindset makeover workshop, where I deep dive into energy tools for abundance, then please go to www.abundancemindsetmakeover.com and register. I look forward to being your mentor in the next workshop. And if you want to learn about the spiritual laws of money, then go and get my book, Laws of Money, from www.lawsofmoney.com. Until the next time we meet, this is Gul Khan signing off. Take care and bye for now.